Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and as usual, I am joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. 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 And of course, we are also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hi, it's me. It's you. How are you guys doing this week? How's it been? Fine. Fine. And? New year, new life. Okay. So mixed mixed feelings here about 2022. 2021 can go. It's gone. It's in the it, past. It can go and it did. It did. It it's went. gone. Uh, this sure is did. a podcast not about the changing of the calendar, but about the changing moments of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime adaptation that started in 2012. You did it. As well as, it was okay, right? Uh, as well as the other adaptations of the JoJo's comic, which include the OVAs and the live-action movies and dramas. And you can find everything that we talk about on any podcast platform, like iTunes and Spotify, where you can and should give us a five-star rating. Please. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said Are there should. any platforms where you can't find this show? No. I don't know. Maybe stuff that's like only in China, that's like separate from the, the World Wide Web. Maybe, but I'll figure out a way. Okay. Also, we have some videos on YouTube, which would be cool if you could go like those. Just look up JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. You'll see the Stone Ocean episodes with little sound bars, too. If you're ever like, you know what? I like their podcast, but I wish there were little sound wave bars dancing when they spoke. Find us on YouTube. Give those videos a like. All right, I'm going to do that right now. So they pop up in people's algorithms. Uh, So this week, we are going to be talking about the fifth episode of the Stone Ocean anime, which I believe is called Prisoner of Love, uh, which may itself be a musical reference. Miles, do you know anything about Prisoner of Love, the song? No. Well, it is sung by... I don't think so. ...a lot of different people, including Perry Como. Mark doesn't even ask me. He knows I don't know it. And Well, I should have asked you, actually, because <laughs> some of the people that sing it are the Ink Spots. Okay. And I know you know the Ink Spots from the Fallout 3 soundtrack? Yes. Right? Do they do Set the World on Fire or whatever it's called? Uh, Yeah, they do a bunch of songs. Okay. Well, this episode title, which was also the title of one of the, the chapters that are included in this episode's adaptation. Oh, that was that was unwieldy. Look, Araki made a reference to Prisoner of Love. Okay. Um, which is also the name of a brothel we'll be opening uh, very soon under the JoJo's Pod studio. That last part was a joke. Listen, I can't find us on YouTube. I've put in JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. I get a different podcast called JoJo's Bizarre Webcast. No, no, no. Don't don't read those. I, don't don't give people ideas. Okay. Just just find us. Look for okay. Stone Ocean. Look for Onion Cop. Look up JoJo's Bizarre Onion Cop. And we'll we'll show up. Okay. And like them all. Uh but before we directly look, what we're gonna talk about the episode in these emails. But before we explicitly tackle the events of episode five, we're going to take a stop in our uh, Gmail goop, our correspondence corner. That got a weird look from Jackie. Oh, boy. Like goopy Gmail. This is where we read emails that are sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. We got a bunch of emails this week. Some of them uh, cover the same ground. Some of them include people's new perspectives on things. You know? Yeah. It's nice to get different uh different opinions. Hey, uh 
before we look at this first email, can do you guys know what the name Pale Snake is supposed to be? It, it's White Snake. Yeah, it's White Snake. They said it in Japanese, I think, didn't they? Yeah. Do you guys know White Snake? I've heard of them. Yeah, I can't. I'm struggling to name a White Snake song. Are they like 80s hair metal? That's yes. what I picture. Okay. Yes, but I think they mostly do ballads. Um, I like I hear them occasionally on the classic rock station, Q104.3, but I mostly know of... Are they, here I go again yes. on my own? Yes. Okay. Remember that melody, Maya. That's a great one. It is pretty good. I didn't like it at first. I was going to say they do play it sometimes on classic rock now, but I know that song and many others from like one of those CD commercials from when we were kids that would pop up and they'd be like, the biggest power ballads of the 80s and it would yeah. be that it would be every rose has its thorn by poison yeah, yeah, yeah. uh i think maybe that romeo is bleeding thing by bon jovi would count uh just like all those songs that, that you one. skip most of the time so i think it may have been the other white snake song you now change that I think about the, it. you change the station yeah yeah <laughs> well you know sometimes you um, want heavy metal you don't want to hear somebody sing about their feelings yeah i was it also prominently featured in the film old school i believe that's old school isn't it where 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 will ferrell or maybe it's uh talladega nights where will ferrell is talking to amy adams and they talk about how good the model looks in that music video Mm -hmm. oh yeah i think you're right where they're like yeah she looks good now it's like they have this stupid little (laughs) conversation about her i think uh, Will Farrell, write in and let us know if we're if we're off the mark on on that that uh, clear bit of ad lib in that movie. Jackie, would you read the first email? Sure. This first email is from Santiago. The subject line is White Snake Power Ballad. White Snake's Power Ballad. Hello, everyone. First of all, Happy New Year. Now, what an episode, huh? I really, really loved how they animated everything and especially how they musicalized it. Yugo Kano is a genius. Uh, but now that everything is over and Estrella Platinada has been, that's Star Platinum, has been taken by the gooey white snake, uh, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about expectations. Uh, the plot has now changed from Jolene wanting to survive in slash escape prison um, and eventually take revenge on upon Romeo to what you have just watched now in episode five. So have your expectations for the show changed after this episode? Do you like the direction the show is heading? Do you think Whitesnake's coom powers are a reference to all those sappy songs from their namesake? Too many questions. Only one email. P.S. R.I.P. John Gali ass. John Golly, A-S-S. Yes. Yeah. Rest in posterior. He got his ass ripped. Mm. They yeah. they tore him a new A-S-S hole. Maybe. I don't know. Look, I can't do better. Yeah. Thanks for writing, Santiago. Yeah, so what do you guys think? You guys are new to the Stone Ocean plot. I read the comic and have vague memories of what happens, but uh, what do you guys think of this direction? Did you expect it? Do you like it? It's... It was surprising to me. It's, uh, this season is more shocking than I expected, or more like surprising to me than I expected. 
I I thought they would do a little more like I don't know I don't know why I expected this I thought it would be a more chill opening but it's been like two thousand miles an hour from the very beginning I don't think I really thought about it that much but uh, it's not surprising to me because Araki likes to do this a lot where there seems there's like seems to be one main villain that's a problem and then it changes to an and he's not really the main guy and oh, then there's yeah. another one and the, you know there was like that guy who was the guy who was who turned into a rock in part four angelo angelo and, was like a big deal and then you get red hot chili pepper yep. um and then it seems like the the brothers are gonna be a big problem well right or no no you have that backwards actually oh it's the other way one around. of the brothers is a problem and then red hot chili pepper yeah. Who is uh, Akira Otoishi, I think. He's like a problem. He's yeah. a problem for a while. And then and then after a long time, finally we get Kira. We get just an honest business salary <laughs> man who wants to live a regular ass life and be left alone. Uh, so I'm not even sure this guy's the final guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is really funny, right? How like. That like Jotaro's like this guy set up everything. Referring to, I know you're so, talking about. So John Gallier set up everything, but now we have. But this he n- dies in new two guy. Seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but you know she wants to get revenge on this guy or whatever because he so it, killed her or whatever, whatever he did to Jotaro. Yeah, it's possible that in an episode or two, uh, Jolene just finds this guy, punches him, and pops the CDs back in uh, her dad's head. You have no idea. And I think this happened in didn't didn't we have a switch a switcheroo in episode five in in um part Part five, yeah. Part five. At the end of part five, uh Silver Chariot Requiem, Paul Nardef's like awakened stand, his stand when pierced with the arrow, has like a a attack where everyone falls asleep and when they wake up their bodies and stands have been switched. Mm. is that what you're talking about about. no no no. i'm talking about like switching the villain or something like didn't they do didn't they have something in the beginning of part five i I don't know something got switched around was the big guy who bananaed himself was he supposed to be a villain in the beginning yeah it was confusing because the villain had a split personality so you were never sure yeah for a while who like like whether he was the because he was it seemed like he was answering to someone but he was answering to himself yeah yeah or just his other personality. Yeah. I guess you don't... Oh, right, right, right. I think uh, Bucciolati looked like he was a bad guy. Oh, but that, Only for like one episode. Yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's not it then. I don't know. Koichi seemed like he was going to be a part of it and then he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was the switcheroo. It was like... Well, I guess that's kind of the case. No, I don't know. I feel like it's happened before where the bad guy is in other arcs. Well, speaking of like the the the... The, the person from the last arc, it's like in part four, you've got Jotaro shows up, but then he just like checks his email in the hotel and thinks about starfish or whatever. Uh, in part five, Koichi shows up and then he just fucks off and like gets stuck on a ride at like Disneyland, Italy or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then here in part... <laughs> you never hear from him again. And here in part six, Jotaro shows up and is like, I'm going to get you out of here. And then he gets his, his hard drive formatted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Um... And so was it so so to me it, it we it hadn't really established the bad guy yet so I, I didn't really I didn't feel like I had time to get shocked by anything you know what I mean mm. like 
you kind of hear like this is who John Gallier is and you see him and you see his butt and it's a big important it seemed like a big important thing. part of the plot yeah <laughs> his butt never got a backstory <laughs> it got a backside story <laughs> <laughs> but he must he's just it really like now in hindsight he's just there for fan service that's like kind of 90 percent of what his character was was fan service do you guys think when Jolene... <laughs> if this was a woman, I would be upset, you know? No, I mean, he definitely has his due, I think. You, how? Well, he's like, he's like a, they tell all you uh, all about his backstory. They spend all this time showing how smart he is. And he loves Dio, and now he's dead too. And they show how he... How sad. How he, like, controls, like, how he can tell where the air is, even though he can't tell when people are talking, apparently. Um... I don't know. His, I think his, I think his stand also wasn't crazy enough for him to be the main boss. You know, like you yeah. need to have a crazy stand to be your stand true. has to like really be <laughs> able to fuck shit up, like stop time. You can't just be like my bullets can bounce off yeah. something. Considering like, it is, we've had stands that shoot bullets that can change direction. Yeah, it is like yeah, we've already had Mista. It is shocking that they killed off Jotaro. Yes, that was well. That's my question for you guys. I think he's is eventually. I think he's super dead. That's my answer to that question. I think he's super dead, but the show has brought people I, back to life before. But you can't just whatever. You shot him. You took out his. You took his stand away, and he was in the water for a long time. <laughs> that water thing is very upsetting. <laughs> like it would be, it would be. They would have to do a big, big ass pull to bring him back, which is not unprecedented at JoJo's.com, yeah. but. Yeah, they gotta earn it is for it, me. Is it an ass pull if your show is constantly, not constantly, but if it has like a, a pretty decent record of like people should be dead, but they're not. It's no longer an ass pull. We it's did like, not. I should expect this. We didn't see the sparkles, which is which is yes, what you need to die. That's correct. We did not see white sand sparkles drift off his body. Mm. Um, yeah, and that whole, it would have been more dramatic. We wouldn't have gotten hope. But But think about all of the bosses for a second. Dio, who's like super bad, powerful vampire lots of interest and he can stop time and shit yeah then uh who else do we got we got kira who, who eventually has, also can, has a confusing power where he can eventually make it so time loops if you figure out who he, he is yeah so he does a bunch of shit that also like takes you a second to figure out then there's the boss or or what's his name uh, dopio right dopio slash diavolo yeah his stand is confusing and crazy and like Yeah, he can go yeah, can someone write in and explain <laughs> how King Crimson No, works? it's really really simple. It's very simple. And you then, can go invincible and stop time, it's fine. And then we have I don't think that this guy's the final boss because his I feel like his power is not that not useful enough. We'll get into his power, but I don't think I don't think his power is useful enough to carry it through yeah, the whole thing. Because the final boss is Dio. And usually, yeah, that's what I think. And usually, <laughs> this again. I always want it to be Dio. I it should have been Dio in part uh, five. It should have been Dio in part five. What is that thing? Our former or or in a twist, it should have been uh, Giorno. Oh, like you're saying now it should be Giorno? No, in part five it should yeah, have been. He's gone bad. It should have been Dio or Jor- or Giorno. Wait, how could part five be Giorno? He's the good guy. I know. That's oh, why you're saying been... at the end he he does rule over the mafia at the end of it. I I still wish that it was the one thing that I didn't like about that I don't know that I can think of right now that I didn't like about part five was that it, he's Dio's son and it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know I wish it mattered. Yeah, I mean it's like it matters that he is strong because you go well he is Dio's son after all. But yeah, it'd be cooler if he talked about that more. Or if people were like, I knew your father, except the Joe Stars. If he had some kind of like struggling, like R- Rilo 
Ken, what's his name? Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you doing that? What is that? What is that band? Rilo Kylie? What is <laughs> yeah, it? I don't know. Uh, Rilo Kylie. Uh, yeah, some kind of like, I hate my dad. More mm-hmm. stuff like that. But instead, he's like, I, I didn't know him. I don't yeah. know. He's just a happy, just chill guy. Dio, more like Zio. He might as well be my uncle. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren. Yes. She did. did she did say, say that? that eventually. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I said Rilo Ken first. You did. <laughs> you did. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that this episode does, it's weird because it like acts like Joe Thotto is dead. It's very sad. And the little boy whose name is Emporio is like, that's how my mom died. And then Jolene's like, I don't think he's dead. Mm-hmm. And so well, we'll it's, talk, it's we'll very talk up in the it. air. Okay. Let's get through these emails. Okay. Uh, other questions though, that this, uh, writer had, uh do you like the direction um i mean i do i know where this is going and i like it so far yeah but i expect more twists along the way uh i think white snake's coom powers might be a reference to the 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 sappy love songs by white snake i think it's possible i also how do you guys feel about the fact that so on one hand you know they say at one point they're like we're being digested like a snake Mm -hmm. swallowing its prey whole and it is named white snake Mm mm-hmm um, but how do you feel about, you know, all these these feelings that it might become and it's a snake of some kind? It's like a what if it was called trouser snake, for instance? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, would boy. that be like really overt and upsetting? It's not a it's not a reference. <laughs> OK. Also, by the way, that's I should the only that's the only part I don't like. The the very ballady white snake song is is this love? That I definitely would see on those CD commercials. That's like, is How does this that love that I'm feeling? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. That's a Bob Marley song. They also did Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. I don't know if that's a cover. Anyway. Yeah, they have so many that's love Jay-Z songs. Jay-Z cover. Is this love? Love ain't no stranger. The deeper the love. Looking for love. Ain't no love in the heart of the city. Give me all your love. Jesus Christ. Oh, they're British. Ew. Sorry. I <laughs> oh. You don't like that? Interestingly, uh, the group was originally put together as the backing band for singer David Coverdale, who had recently left Deep Purple. Wow. Mia, we've had Deep Purple uh, uh, references. He was the lead singer of That's Deep true. Purple. I had no fucking idea. Anyway. He was the smoke on the water. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next email. Yeah, please. This email is from Mouth of Hadar. The subject line is watch order. Hey gang, loving the Stone Ocean talk so far. I'm glad you're checking out both subs and dubs for this one. The dub has its flaws for sure, but there are some very funny deliveries that I think more than make up for it. Jolene calling Jotaro some kind of scholar cracked me up. Also, I like Jackie's proposal of watching Jojo backwards. Thanks. I find parts four, five, and now six are much better at drawing people in. Once you're part skipping, it doesn't matter much which order you'll choose since you have so little context regardless. In fact, I think you could go even further and watch episodes completely at random. If you're not feeling an episode, just skip it without shame. That will really maximize the dreamlike chaos of Jojo. P.S. Without that disc inside, Jotaro can't wake up feeling so horny. I think that's true. I think that one of the discs is your, your libido disc. Mm-hmm. And when it's removed, you just you don't care. You save a lot of hard drive space. What? That 
certain shows like like Seinfeld or like The Office or Friends, you could select shuffle on streaming services. Mm. I wonder how that would go with JoJo's though. It would not because work they're, as well. they're they're so arky. Yeah. Arky Araki. Yeah, I think that we would, the only people who would know what that would be like would be people we've had on this podcast <laughs> where we've put them in the middle of a decades long plot and said, what do you think? <laughs> Why do we do that? It's, it's funny. It's fun to do. That's true. This email is from Katie. Subject line, episode five. Uh, happy New Year, JJB pod crew. Uh, no need to read the pod read on the pod unless people find gun talk interesting so there's a lot of gun talk here uh i'm gonna I asked about it anyway as far as jojo goes shit got real this episode pale slash white snake is such a cool stand the voice and animation made him more frightening than he was in the manga the whole waking up from the dream thing was really cool too and remind and reminded me of how it feels to find the illogical thing to wake yourself up in real life best regards katie P.S. Hazel from YouTube is so good. Your pod and her recent video about the Tenchi series made me bump it up my watch list. Thanks, Thanks, Katie. Thanks for writing, Katie. I do need to watch that Hazel video about the Tenchi series. I think that's her most recent one. Yeah, I took a look at the the manga for this episode, as I've been doing weekly. And in the fan translations, they put Whitesnake's uh, speech in this like old school like DOS font. Mm. You know, like the kind of thing you'd see on old Apple II readouts, green on black or white on black. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the RAWs, the Japanese, and as is common with like comics or cartoons about robots, White Snake speaks with mostly katakana, mm. like still kanji or else it'd be really hard to read. But instead of hiragana, which is more like soft and curvy and it's the standard, yeah, they have him talking with katakana, which would imply a robotic way of speaking. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was great that they adapted it the same way uh, for this episode. I That's did not cool. love the dub White Snake. I don't think he sounded menacing. In the dub, but the Japanese White Snake voice was yeah. good. This email is from Kenny, and the subject line is "Pale Snake in Yo Pants." Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey guys, decided to skip last week's episode for Christmas reasons. Been to my parents' house, had a lot of quality family time and sunk some hours into playing Jump Forces with my little sister. Anyway, you convinced me to try the English dub again, and it's not as bad as I thought, which may have to do with the glorious return of Matt Mercer as Jotaro. Jotaro really sucks in the first half of this episode, beats his daughter, hurts her feelings, and overall being an emotionless dick toward her. He does redeem himself a bit later on. I like the bad guys a lot better in this episode. John Gallier's stand works a lot like Mista's sex pistols in close combat, I think he got more menacing by getting so close compared to how he was monologuing before on the other side of the prison. Now he's here and has no problem with killing everybody who stands in his way until a greater threat decides to off him, at least. And wow, Whitesnake is absolutely amazing the way it looks, the deep voice, the sneaky way it moves, and that one-hit defeat stand ability is so intimidating and worthy of a real villain. Also, we see another instance of a talking stand, even though we don't know yet if it's the user speaking or the stand itself like Spice Girl was. This episode was so dramatic and well-made, I almost couldn't stop myself from watching the next one. This feels like the mid-season finale, which makes me kind of sad, but also excited for more. At least we will see the best character of Part 6 in the season 
if the OP holds what it promises. Hope you all had fun with the episode. Until next time, Kenny. P.S. Every time I hear White Snake's voice in my dreams, I wake up feeling so horny. Wow. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah, I think that Manhattan Transfer works like Mista's Sex Pistols, but also like Whole Horse's Emperor, mm-hmm. because he could curve those bullets, mm. and he could also fire them into plumbing, and they'd bounce around <laughs> the pipes and still come out mm. uh, with enough force to kill. And yeah, I think John Gallier is also scary because he's firing way more shots. He has like a pistol that he can just fire over and he's over also again. like blind or partly blind. Yeah, but I think to the idea that he's more menacing now, mm. he's also actually hitting people. Yeah. Uh, where with the sniper rifle, it was like he just took a few shots and it was a little tense, but you know. Mm. We only saw a guard die in a dream. True. Um, I guess he does beat his daughter technically, Jotaro. It's fucked he's, up. He's not a likable man. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought he was kind of mean to Jolene, and he was like ordering, bossing her around, and he kept. It sounded like he was calling her stupid every time that that uh, he he was like, and don't don't forget this fucking pendant, you dumb girl. Well, that is what parents do, but usually when you're a little <laughs> kid, and, and he kept like pointing out stuff to her, and to, like it just it just felt like annoying. To his credit, she did also throw away the pendant casually into a storm drain. Yeah, already once. And I think like a parent, you're like, don't lose your lunchbox. He was annoying Don't get rid of it. And the kids are like, okay. And they just throw it in the trash immediately. Yeah. Uh, He's just an emotionless dick. So it doesn't come off that well. And I do think it's great when he's like, give me your hand. And she's like, no, I can stand up. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to give you this pendant because you you almost dropped it (laughs) after she fucking falls down the stairs. Thanks, dad. Not a super cool Joestar move. Like I can't picture Jotaro falling down the stairs. But uh, she, I guess, was investigating something behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. This is a very good episode, I thought. Uh, See you guys later. No, wait, we're not done. <laughs> this, oh. this last email is from... Uh, it's from Chad. And the subject line is, Here we go again, big bads unknown. Which is a okay. a reference to uh, pretty good. Here I go again by White Snake. Is that what it's called? Here I go again. I don't know. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. Happy New Year! And with the New Year, we also now have a new big bad guy for Jolene. Rest in thickness, John Golly A. Hello, mysterious soul and stand sneeling stand White Snake. I guess we now have a better understanding of why the OP features all those CDs, right? Mm. There was a lot of buildup over the last two episodes, and it was nice to see some genuine action, though it may have cost us one of the most iconic JoJo's to date. Perhaps this is the fate worse than death that Baseball Boy and Porio mentioned before. Let's see if I can find some JoJo voice connections without spoiling myself on anything we don't know yet. The stand White Snake shares its voice actor with the Part 3 TV series version of enemy stand user Jay Guile. Uh, since I'm dodging spoilers, I don't know if the same voice actor also does the voice for the user, so I guess we'll just have to wait until the identity is revealed to find out. Anyway, I hope everyone is having a good 2022 so far. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Any New Year's resolutions among you? No. I don't resolve or endeavor or plan on doing anything except going to my job. 
And that's it. I have no expectations for myself. I resolve to exist. Whoa. For the next year. It can be tough. We're going to just keep keep dodging COVID. We're going to keep just like hopscotching around it. I guess I resolve that. Yeah, hopefully. How about you, Miles? Uh, I also set no goals. I, you know, just try and get better every day. At what? Or get less bad. Yay. You got a lot of work to do, At buddy. Just being a human, you know, like remembering to, you know, bathe and clean my house and exercise and eat. There's so many things to worry about. Like, why add another goal on top of that? Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess I'd like this podcast to, I don't know what goal to set for it, but I'd like it to get even bigger. Ha ha. So help, help us bump it up on Spotify and iTunes with the nice ratings and like it on YouTube, YouTube com. Um, yeah, this does explain the CDs that you had asked about Jackie that were in the opening animation. Yeah. So... Do you think CDs were around in 2011? No. They weren't, no, right? They were not. It was not. Like I weird did... to have CDs even I... in 2011. I did the research. Okay. But what did... did you find out? Uh, well, now I have to open my notes. This, are we still doing emails? Like, what's the deal here? <laughs> we can just go out of order. Fuck it. Okay. So this, this the manga was written in 2000 to 2003, right? Yes. That's when it was written. So at the time, CDs were a thing up to around 2000, 2003. Um, CDs started to decline, though, in 2003, uh, when like around when the iPod was released. Like when I basically like with iPods and like digital downloads. Napster. Napster. And yeah, and then like everything started to be digital. Like people started to buy like games and software digitally like into the 2000s. So... And and this show takes place in 2000. I mean, the the manga is supposed to take place in 2011. Right. So when the manga was written, CDs were a thing, but because they take place in the future in 2011, they that they would have been like super declined by then. Like it would it definitely would have been weird to be using CDs in 2011. Yeah, I mean, you can't predict everything. But also, you know? like, I think it's weird no, that it's why stand- didn't Araki invent the iPod? <laughs> yeah yeah he why should have he? maybe that's someone's stand later i wrote down i wrote down why why is his stand tied to old tech like why like why would you you know like a stand being tied to technology that it's some like it's like well think about it this way it's like if his was there a vcr stand or kind of was there was like a rewind stand yeah. but it wasn't a vc it didn't have like vhs tapes moody blues right did moody blues have vhs tapes no uh, or did it? No, but it had like a it had like a digital early digital readout on its face. Yeah, and there was like a stand that was like related to computers too. Yeah, in the same arc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember its name. Um, but uh, baby yeah. face, baby I, face, I, I su- right? I suppose if you acquire a stand when the technology exactly. is popular, then you're just stuck with that old technology. <laughs> I'm looking up when the CDs first became available. When they first took a front seat to cassette tapes. This is an article from mm. KodakDigitizing.com. The rise of the CD. Uh, okay, so the CDs overtook cassette sales in 91. Mm-hmm. That seems early. Yeah. 
wow. Anyway. And then, you know, even later we have the CDR and the CDRW. I wonder if Araki will include that. Mm. Are these discs? What if like the villain is like, haha, I have the star platinum stand, but then he overwrites like a stupid power ballad mix onto mm. it and he just loses this. What if he makes copies and everyone gets star platinum on his bad guy squad? Mm. That's not good. My question is like, do you think these CDs would work on like a CD player or like a DVD? I guess not a DVD player, but like on a CD player. Well, DVD players can play CDs usually. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like would they play in like, or, or or is it like software where you put it in your computer and it would like execute? It's an executable. Is it an executable or is it like a playlist? I don't think it's compiled into an executable. I think it's a bunch of directories and 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 text. Okay, so, so that means it can't play into a CD player either. It no, but play maybe music. there's one hidden MP3 that when you play it, it's just the Star Platinum yelling, "Ora!" Mm. And then you're like, "What the heck is this?" And you don't you throw it out your car window because it doesn't play anything. Okay, that's what I think. But maybe we'll find out. So if it is like folders and files and stuff, then you can modify them and you can. No, not if it's not if it's not a CDR. Okay. No, not if it's not a CDRW. You can't like copy them, but then you, could you copy them onto yeah. your computer and then like edit them and then copy them onto a new CD and now yes. you've made like a, you've fused two stand powers together or something. Yes. Or although some I, kind of crazy thing. I do want to point out. all the limits. I think the discs he pulls out aren't there. Are they perfect CDs or are they, do they have like little cat ears on them? I thought they were CDs. Because looking at like the famous screenshot of Jotaro turning into a multi CD player. The discs that are popping out, one of them has like a cat ear spike and one of them has like another protrusion. And like, maybe this is White Snake's like anti-copyright ability. So like you can't put it into your CD player because it won't spin. It'll bang into it. But how do you, you play it then? You have to have White Snake, maybe. I don't know. Oh. Maybe he built his own CD player. That's That format isn't going to last if you need a specialized thing for it. Listen, optical media also was not, it doesn't age well. You know, they scratch and shit. Mm. They mostly scratch. They're brittle. They could break. Better than wax. Uh, That's true. Yeah. You don't want wax. If you just like are excited and you squeeze your vinyl record, it's going to smash. Or if you light the wick, it'll, it'll melt. What? If you light the wick on your records, your wax records, all of my records have wicks and they smell you like just, um, like apples. You're thinking of Aww. candles. You have candles that smell like apples. You bought oh. a Yankee candle. That's why it doesn't play any music. <laughs> Is that why it sounds horrible? Yes. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't no. do that. You're probably fucking Is up your needle. Is that why my record player is just covered in gunk now? <laughs> yes. Oh. It's disgusting. So, th- so do, do the Beatles not suck? Uh, that's up for debate. Okay. Did I ever tell you about how my brother was like trying to tell me that I can't not like the Beatles because there's a Beatles song for everyone? (laughs) And I was like, you think there's a a song for everyone? Do you know what kind of music is out there that people really like? There's noise bands that just sound like you put your needle on sandpaper. Uh, no, but he means about the Beatles specifically. Right, but like, if you're someone who's like, I only listen to avant-garde. Who there's people who only li- who don't listen to anything that's not like. I'm saying noise. it's po- it's possible okay. there's people like that. 
Okay. There's people, okay, there's definitely people who only listen to like heavy metal where people are screaming, you know, death yeah. metal. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like a cookie guess, monster vocals only. Right. You know, <laughs> they're not going to be like, oh, I love Get Back by the Beatles. I think most, I don't know. They I might think, like Helter Skelter. I don't think I've ever met a person who really only, only, only likes a specific, like, they, like that might be your, like, you might primarily like a particular genre. But like you like other songs, like you grew up listening to different kinds of music and like other things will be catchy. You might not like like go to a fucking concert of it or whatever or buy their CD, but you might be like, oh, when this single comes on, I like it, you know? Yeah, I think that's true. I remember in high school, I started getting into what people would call hardcore music, but it was a lot of like metalcore stuff, I guess. And I remember talking to someone about it and she was very like, don't spread it. Like, don't tell a lot of people about this music because it still seemed to her to be like underground. Anybody who does that is so lame. Well, there's teenagers. I know. Teenagers in high school. You're lame if you do that. And of course I spread <laughs> Of course I told people about it. I was like, this stuff is great. Listen. Uh, but then she also was like, she was like, oh yeah, a lot of people who like hardcore also listen to other genres of music. Like my boyfriend <laughs> really likes Hip hop, and she's like, "What's what's your other genre? What else do you listen to?" You can only have one. Other and I was genre. like, "I listen to a lot of stuff." I was <laughs> like, "I have to pick something." Like it's like regimented, as though it's like, "All right, we fingerprinted you, we've stamped your hand. <laughs> you now like hardcore music. Please select one other genre <laughs> that you may indulge in when you're not drawing X's on your hands and and getting in the pit." Which I did not do. Mm-hmm. I was too scared to get into the pit. Oh yeah, you've never gone into. You never gone. I've been in pits, but I get out of them very quickly because okay. I did not want to be in them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of, I, I would like run in and then run out. <laughs> I also was like, <laughs> say I did it. I was like 15 when I got into that music and I didn't know anybody else who was like listening to it and would go to concerts. Yeah. But I also was like, you can't go to a concert before you're 18. You can't just go somewhere. Mm-hmm. What am I going to drive a car? Yeah. I'm 15. You know, it was like if my brother would, was into it, maybe that would have happened, but he yeah. was not. Yeah. He was busy telling me that you have to like music that critics have said is good for a long time. He didn't He didn't think that in high school, did he? Was he like that in high school? He Did I not? I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but he also would like, he discovered all music. This is a podcast where I just get revenge on my brother being a blowhard <laughs> like 20 years ago. Uh, he discovered allmusic.com, which is a good resource and they have reviews sometimes. And uh, I just remember him like he was like, "What are other bands you listen to?" And he's just like looking up like Aphex Twin and uh, Square Pusher and Nine Inch Nails on AllMusic.com. Yeah, and okay. he's like, "How come all these bands get good reviews?" And he's like, <laughs> and he was just like, "I listen." To, he's like, he's like, they haven't given Bon Jovi anything above like three stars. I'm like, Bon Jovi sucks. That's why <laughs> they're not album artists. It they haven't sucks. made an album that's worth listening to. They have one or two songs that I'm like, I get it. Not for me, but I get it. But they're not like this album. Jesus. Slippery when wet. More like slip the fuck out of my CD player. I don't want to listen to you. You know? Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think he was like that. Speaking of CDs, uh, what was everyone's first CD that you purchased? Like not somebody bought it for you or something. Miles, you go ahead. I've talked enough. I think I can talk like first cassette that I bought. Wow. wow. I think it was either it might have been um Willennium on cassette. Oh fuck yeah. And but I think the, I think I bought were not two. a thing. Cassettes weren't still a thing when you were young. 
I no, think they, they were. might have been. Because that's where a thing. I remember using a tape player. How Mark said they you? came, the CDs became popular in like 91. And this was probably like third or second grade. So I was like, oh, wow. I don't know what year that was. It was like 92, 93. So like cassettes were still around then. Okay. But it was yeah, you know how it is. And there was like some MTV party mix that had like it had it had Red Hot Chili Peppers give it away on it. No, it didn't. No. Yeah. Full circle, baby. I think the first CDs that I bought were like Carlo Santana Supernatural. Oh yeah. And which was a very like a solid still a very solid album and play by Moby. Okay. That has one or two songs on it that are good, I think. Is does play have porcelain on it? Mm-hmm. That song whose lyrics include Duh. It's a good song. I only know who Moby was because Eminem tried to diss him in a song. Nobody listens to techno. Yeah. He was like my brother. He was like, nah, you can't you can't listen to other stuff. Yeah. Who's writing glowing reviews of techno? Mm-hmm. Allmusic.com. It's it's true. <laughs> I don't know. Let's look up what all music thinks of play. But what was your first CD, Jackie? Uh I had other CDs like that were gifts that I didn't really choose for myself. But um, the first CD that I chose for myself was uh, Destiny's Child, The Writings on the Wall. Oh, okay. And that one has Bills, Bills, Bills? Yes. It has Bills, 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 Say My Name. Uh, I know all the words to like every song on that album. But all right. I had like the big singles, but it was after... Um, they had an album before that with different girls... And that had no, no, no on it. So that was like their other big, that was like their earlier big single. You okay. say no, 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 when it's really, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. That was their first. All Music gave Moby's play single. four and a half out of five stars, which to me is Almost. insane. What did they give uh, the writings on the wall by Destiny's Child? Let's find out. That'd be five out of five. <laughs> I bet it's, it's low. Four out of five. Okay, that's not that bad. That's not that much worse than Miles's play CD. Says not only are they maturing as vocalists, they are fortunate to work with such skilled, talented producers, and they list a bunch, but including Missy Elliott. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They use reviews speak. Even when the album fails to deliver memorable songs, it always sounds alluring. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what is why reviewing is so dumb? You are you like kidding that? about mem- all those songs are memorable? Everybody still sings them in karaoke. I'm going to look at this track list and say bullshit. I do not remember. You know, now that she's gone. I don't know what that is. That's a more of a ballad. Who ca- like that one? Okay, ex- No one remembers it. No one cares about that one. But Bills, 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 Say My Name, Bugaboo. Um, you've named three out of the four songs they have in blue. Blue? What's blue? That they have you, a link? No, that they say is like their pick off the album. Bills, oh. Bills, Bills, Bugaboo, Jumpin', Jumpin'. Oh yeah, Jumpin', Jumpin' is, is another single, yeah. They don't have If You Leave and She Can't Love You. Yeah, those aren't as... But the uh, So Good is... I like that one. That all one right. I don't think was a single, but I liked it. Well, I don't think All Music thought it was so good. Well, they can't relate. Because they're not doing so good. Miles, what were you going to say? Uh, about all music, I I wonder, are those res- reviews like contemporary or are they like looking back? I was wondering about this too. This review of Play says, with 
Yeah, it says, Moby returned to the electronic dance scene in 97, and then with 99's play, he made, past tense, he made yet another leap back toward, I feel like in journalism, you're supposed to say present, no, you're supposed to say past tense, right? No, that's when it's like events that happen, like a car crash. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it doesn't, it doesn't say like, it. you know, maybe, like, they held Destiny's Child in lower estimation at the time. And now looking back, they could see what a huge influence they've been. Yeah, nobody, nobody is like, let me listen to Southside by Moby. That's also my <laughs> personal bias. Gwen I think Stefani that song sucks. on it. Yeah, whoop-dee-doo. Here we are whoop now going to the west side. Robert Christgau gave it A+. What the fuck? Sheesh. Anyway. Wow, th- yeah, That's why Play has it. glowing reviews. Should we was, just do I this? I was reading Robert Christgau <laughs> reviews when now, I was eight years old or whatever. Now we, now we just do music <laughs> reviews from like the 90s and early 2000s. So I did listen to cassettes when I was a kid, but I think part of that, Jackie, was because my parents had cassettes because they were listening to no, music when it was I mean, contemporary. I listened to cassettes too, but... But I didn't buy my my own, yeah. But I didn't buy my own. Yeah, my, It's because Miles has been like a 60-year-old man or, for or, his whole life. Or choose any... But my parents had Michael Jackson <laughs> oh, on um, CD. I had a Barbie that came with a cassette. Sorry, uh, Michael Jackson on cassette. And uh, I had a Barbie that came with a cassette. Maybe two of them. I okay. might have had two different Barbies that came with cassettes. But one was definitely work, Working Out Barbie. And the song <laughs> is just like, me, you, Working Out Barbie. And it's just songs <laughs> to work out to. But like they're about Barbie. That's kind of good. I like that idea. Oh, and the other one, now I remember what the other cassette was. The other cassette was for, uh, I, I think it was like Barbie Super, Superstar Barbie, something like that. She was like in a rock band and it was all pink and it was just like songs from, from their band. But I, like, if you played it for me, I would know the chorus, but I, I can't remember the song right now. Okay. But yeah, she had a, yeah, Barbie. That sounds a like a lot band. of things that are not memorable. No. Um, anyway, but I did have those cassettes. We should be, like I wanted to talk about CDs specifically though, because that's what's the sh- the okay. stand is about. Well, my first CD, it may have been either I think it was Korn's album called Issues, or Limp Bizkit's Significant Other, uh, which were both prominently on TRL and were popular in the new metal scene. Because I how, got like how my, old were you? However old around that time, I think. Um, okay. Probably like 12. So, yeah, yeah if I like remember that. you as a 12-year-old, you had very long cornrows and you wore chains all the time. <laughs> that is not accurate. I was like a secret goth. I just looked like a little boy with short hair who was like, I don't know what to do with my sense of style, so I'll just wear what my mom buys. And inside, I was like, I hate all you people. <laughs> I laugh because you're all the same. Secret if only you had mark. access to your mom's mascara. If only. I probably could have. I didn't want it. <laughs> anyway. Um, wait, wait. I have another question. What was the first CD, like, album that you pirated? Full album. That you, like, burned onto a CD or something. Per- personally, I don't know, but I remember my brother and I making a big deal out of downloading the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Okay. Hmm. And I've told this story, I don't know if it was on here. I just, I can't shut the fuck up. It was that when I found out about Napster was uh, my friend Charles, who was on this episode, famously not a JoJo fan. He called me on the telephone, which is what we used to do before text messages were a thing. He called me 
and said, you have to download this program called Napster. They have all this music on there. They have everything, even Weird Al. <laughs> so I probably downloaded some Weird Al on there. Uh, but yeah, for people who don't know, you didn't just download music and then just like listen to it in random MP3s. You would download albums and then you would burn a fake, like, you know, burn CD version of that album. And sometimes yeah. you'd print out art to like replicate the album art. Or make your That's own. If you're mix like really art. fancy, I would just sharpie the title on it. I never had like the CD stomper with the label. Like I never had the label on the yeah. disc. Yeah, some people had I that. have. Yeah, I did print out stuff and put it in the jewel case, and it, it looked like shit. Any CDs I had that had labels were someone burnt me a CD, which I I had a, f- a few of those that other people made for me, mm-hmm. or like this one guy that like sold me uh, Jay Z's Blueprint album out of his locker, and that was like he had like a trench coat full of CDs that he sold and then he he asked me if I wanted anything. That's great. Yeah, Significant Other by Limp Bizkit was 99 and so was Issues by Korn. I think I was buying stuff when I was 12. Nice. Okay. I can't remember what the first music I pirated was. And I certainly can't remember which the first CDs I burned were. I remember like I burned a ton of CDs like once I started driving. Mm. Like I had That'll do it, yeah. With like a lot of like cowboy bebop on there, <laughs> I think like I had I definitely had tank on some mix. I definitely nice. I definitely had some of that, and I also because I don't know if it's CDRs or if it's also regular like you know industry produced CDs, but they just like eventually wear down. They get scratched and stuff. When they yeah. would stop working, I would just throw them out the window of my moving car. Oh. Uh, which at the time that's not good nope terrible uh i think i did it mostly for comedic effect uh either in my mom's toyota camry that was kind of my first car and then i had to give it to her and then my dodge caravan minivan mm-hmm. isn't it so sad that kids can't say cds nuts anymore you could still <laughs> do it yeah you yeah. can't be like spotify these nuts you can't yeah, do it you can't Stream yeah. these nuts. Stream these. No, you can't. Stream this piss, maybe. <laughs> this podcast has not only reminisced about 1999, but we've regressed to our 1999 selves. <laughs> Miles is a father, I'd like to remind everyone. Oh, no. But yes, my brain similarly <laughs> was trying to make like a stream liquid uh, joke. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Okay, let's get back into. <laughs> Whatever this what are we podcast about? is about. I don't know. Film restoration? Something. Patreon. That's right, Miles. Thank you for reminding me. We have a Patreon, listeners. If you want to hear us reminisce more and talk about JoJo's in some distribution, some ratio, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and help support this project. Uh, you can sign up to either donate a dollar a month, which, if you think about it, is nothing. You can also uh, <laughs> well with inflation. Yeah, I mean it's it rounds down to nothing, and you, you can't can afford also, not to subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> it's like getting money. It's so low. Uh, you can also sign up to do three dollars a month, which is the same thing, except we will thank you out loud on the podcast. Uh, but either of them get you access to the Patreon feed, which includes some extra content, Miles's weekly cultural reference newsletter. Uh, I've been thinking of doing a game room tour as suggested by one of the listeners just to kind of show off my game collection that <laughs> whose value has skyrocketed over the last year or so. I don't know if anyone's tried to look up retro gaming prices, but they're all dumb expensive. It's great. 
And yeah, so we will now say our deepest thank yous to those who subscribe for $3 or more on our Patreon. So thank you to Chad, Christian, Michael, Martin, Tyler, Tim, Austin, Nick, Caden, Kenny, Dylan, Bloof, Katie, Jumbo, Caleb, Kassoon, and Ken Barron. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. You're the best. All right. I I like you. Yeah. Again, that's patreon.com slash jjbpod. And let us know what other content we should put on there, by the way. If if you're even if you don't, even if you're not gonna sign up, but you have an idea for us to do something. <laughs> tell us what to give our, our patrons. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not too crazy. All yeah, right. if you know what makes podcasts popular, uh, just tell us. And, yeah. and lucrative too. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll talk even more about episode five of JoJo Stone Ocean. Bye, stupid. And we're back to talk about episode five. Yes, yeah, it's it five. is episode yeah. five. I was kidding. I did know that. Jackie and I, uh, as as we have been doing habitually, we've watched this episode a few times in both Japanese with English subtitles and with the English dub on. And this last time, even though it was my second time seeing it, I took a bunch of notes. Um, I, I don't know if I want to go beat by beat again because these people they people listening to this have been watching it you know it's fresh in their minds okay i will also say that uh people in a discord i'm in they are actually they just started watching jojos and they like Mm. stream it so i watched a bunch of episodes from season one like the back half of of phantom blood and the beginning of battle tendency and the dub and sub are very different I have to say I appreciate the dub more than the first time I heard it. I think mm. they do a decent, they do a good job. I'm not going to say decent. I say they do a good job, but the subtitles are super different. And sometimes I like one translation better than the other. Yeah. It's really yeah. interesting. The differences we've noticed in part six, this is not a new thing. One thing that I, I didn't find in in either dub or sub that was in the manga was, I don't know, maybe I'm jumping too far ahead. But when White Snake says something like, Jotaro said himself, it is good to be able to pass ideas on. Mm-hmm. And he's like taking the CDs out. The fan translation of the comic had him say like, you know, Jotaro said passing things down is a great thing. And here he is passing this down to me or something. The idea being like the Stars passed down their like cunning instinct to Jolene, mm-hmm. you know, and she's his daughter. But White Snake's like, I don't even got to do that. I just got these CDs. I just took them mm-hmm. out of your head. You're passing down your you know, DNA through me. Ejected. Which, by the way, have you guys, did you guys notice anything about White Snake's appearance? Um, he had a bunch of markings on his body. It, uh, I wrote them down. Uh, if I can find. It was like, it was like EC triangle <laughs> or something like that. Hold on, I have it here. Uh, uh, TG Triangle C. Okay, so Miles over does, and over and over. Does that ring any bells to you, Miles? TG Triangle C or TJ? TG Triangle T. No, C. C. 
T. So the triangle is supposed to be A. Oh, that's an A? It's supposed to be A, T, C, and G. Thank God a cat. (laughs) Thank God a cat? I don't know. Is it like DNA code? That's right. It's Uh, the DNA code that stands for the nucleotide bases of DNA, adenine, thymine, cytosine, and guanine. But it was just repeated over and over this Guanine costs extra, by the way. Yeah, it was repeated over and over, like looping around him. But it's Mm -hmm. also where the movie Gattaca gets its name. G-A-T-A-C-A. It's all just made up of the the fucking letters from DNA. I'm I'm very impressed with myself that I got that. I'm going to retire. Okay. On my winnings from today. You're retiring because you've been 60 your entire life. (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's interesting, this idea of like, Whitesnake steals your identity or your stand. And similar to genetics, it's like who you are and it's being passed down, but he takes it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to be your offspring. He just steals it. Anyway. Oh, the, I, is they the could DNA have related to why he's spilling cum everywhere? Yeah. That's why. His Can I, we talk about his stand? Because his yeah. stand is... It, it's too many unrelated things. I agree with you. It... Also, I don't think it's very useful. Because... What? <laughs> the the stealing stands thing is useful because then if you steal I guess yes. okay fine I guess if you steal stands now you can do more things because you have other people's stands um actually maybe maybe what he maybe well, his maybe okay so maybe his main stand is the stealing stands thing and he stole the dream liquid stand from somebody else because that might make oh. sense that might make sense but like his yeah. his his stand he does the does the liquid does the does the melting acid stuff make you fall asleep or is that can he make you fall asleep and then that's when he has his opportunity to melt you i don't know the order of things are they separate powers or is it one power is it a melty sleep power i it's interesting because and again i'm not i'm mostly not playing koi i mostly don't remember but the fact is, is that in this episode, he says something like, oh, it's done when he pops the CDs uh-huh. uh, out of Jotaro. And it almost sounded like he was saying like the acid was like either buying him time to like imprint the CDs into, into imprint the stands onto CDs or that maybe it, it has to do with like turning you into a CD like the acid like preys on your brain. Oh, and makes so you that like, is leave part a CD of it. Copy. Oh, I thought that they and were. And therefore, you dream because your mind is being like. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. I thought it was completely separate. I thought it was like he can. He can. You have two choices: either be slowly melted away while you sleep, um, and die, or uh, I force you to use your stand somehow, and then I get close enough to pop your CDs out while you're using your stand because you have to be using your stand. For them to pop this the CD, it out. seems like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I mean it, that's what they said in the show. You need to be using your stand. That's why that's when he did it. No, he doesn't say that. Yes, he does. He he. That's why that was the whole trap. Remember, Jotaro was like, ah, uh, they set this this trap for me, basically. Like John Gallier was gonna shoot Jolene because he so knew I would stop time. Because they knew that I would stop time, and then that's when he had the opportunity to pop out and steal my stand. Okay, I guess so. And then, that might also be why I didn't steal John Gallier's stand. You know, because why wouldn't you just take everyone's stand? That's true. 
but he needed an, a second person to be able to distract Jotaro so he could steal Jotaro's stand. Well, maybe he just didn't like John Gallier's stand. Uh, maybe he just didn't like John Gallier's stand and was like, this is useless. I don't want to have to use a gun. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he, he may have just not wanted John Gallier's stand. Or maybe he can take it after he dies. I don't know. I like your theory that he maybe like we don't know what his original power is like well we know that like his main power is stealing the cds so i i think it is possible that like the goopy stuff is like some stand that he's stolen mm-hmm. he stole a stand power called the white stuff the, <laughs> which is a weird owl song but we don't yeah. know for a fact how what happens to the stands he steals until we see him like use or not use yeah, when he pops them into a stand player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually not thinking about the stand name again, like White Snake is supposed to be about the melty stuff. I uh, guess. Not necessarily, because remember the names doesn't always correspond to the power. Oh, but I thought it was like stomach acid snake thing. I don't know. Yeah, it is strange that they think of a snake immediately, but we did deduce that it's because snakes swallow their prey whole. The thing is, though, is that Jotaro and Jolene make a big deal about like, oh, it's like we're being dissolved. And we do see the room melting. Yeah. But neither of them have any... Yeah, they're fine. They have no injuries. Their clothes have not really melted. Nobody's droopy. So I kind of... I I don't know how they would... Again, like... And they do show in the manga, like, the baton off the guard that Jolene knocked out. Like, the baton melts. So I guess things do get melty, but they don't really seem hurt by it. It's inconsistent. Yeah. In my head, the acid, maybe it's bad for you, but I think it's just like there. Either it puts you to sleep. I think it definitely puts you to sleep, but I think it helps them. It helps White Snake make CDs. Okay. Somehow. Um, just a slow process that can, that like, like, you know, it, it, it selects all, like, control mm. A, select all the files, <laughs> and then cop, and then it tries to move it. Right. But, you know, it takes a long time to the move a lot of files. slowly drags it into Windows <laughs> Media Player and no, then clicks just, burn. Just slowly, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's not burn because that's not what it's doing. It's actually, like, taking them off. It's I, I guess it's burning and then deleting. Like, yeah. the files need to be deleted, you know, because then, that like, they exist only on the CD. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because it's, like, it's not as though... Araki, I mean, it could be, but I don't think that it's like Araki is saying that in the universe of JoJo, everyone has secretly had CDs in their bodies and they just don't know about it. Where And this guy is able to find them and pull them That's out. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because that it is weird that you would make them give you a copy of their stand, but they lose the original. It's not a copy. It's the stand. I know. But that's the thing is that's not really how CDs work. When you burn stuff, they're still on your computer. But this isn't, there's no sign that he's burning it. He's just stealing it. Right, 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 right. Well, look, look, like if I. Well, I think he is because he says it's done when he gets close to Jotaro. And the way he says it's done in the dub, at least, sounds like he's like, oh, it's finished. Like the toast is ready or something. But when does he say that? He says it when he's grabbing the CD, right? I think so. Yeah, it could just be, I'm done grabbing it from you. Or he's saying like, my job is done. The deed is done. That yeah. kind of thing. It could but, be. But I, I think the... I, I see your point about it's uh, about burning because it would still be on the on the system, but I don't think that's what the... I don't think that's how the stand CD situation works. It's like, if I 
Because like back then, computers. Computers. Beep like, boop, beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I don't, I think that like if stands are like a software, they're like back then software was all like you would buy a CD and it would, the software would be on the CD and then you put, and then you can install it on the computer or, or like it only runs when you're, when the CD's in. Like this, like if you play The Sims, yes. the CD has to be in. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. It's just the CD's always in the computer and he just ejects it. So it's like when you get hit with the arrow or cut with the piece of the pendant, it's like CDs are put in your CD tray. Yeah. And he just takes them out. Yes. Yes. So I guess maybe that is what it is, but they just don't take the form of CDs until his stand. Yeah, his stand is what makes them a CD because he's a DJ. Just like, just like um, with Rohan's stand, right? Like he turns yeah, your face yeah. into a book, and then he starts. But your your face is not like always a book. It's not always just. I don't always think so. There, like you're not always that a book. You know, or I think it's like in, his stand just manifests it. Yeah, or like in part five when people had the suns behind their heads or whatever those were oh what was that i don't remember <laughs> this is a vague memory but yeah there was like something behind what? yeah was that with was that with uh it was over chariot of, yes yeah that was uh that was really interesting because it would cast shadows yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like you're just always hiding planets from each other whatever the <laughs> fuck it was god there's so many yeah. little hidden things from jojo in my brain that are <laughs> asleep but could be pulled out like cds and a cd player full circle you know? baby like a cd yeah um it's gonna be hard to not name this episode cds nuts mm-hmm. cd stands oh. um uh i have a question a too easy what's that did jotaro and jolene have separate dreams or a shared dream and i know we talked about this last episode but this episode confused the issue for me further it seemed like it was definitely a shared dream well it seemed like it was definitely a shared dream up to a point i think i was just completely right in my theory last week oh just everything i said last week was correct (laughs) all right i'll go back and listen no but like it it was a shared dream because because Jotaro says like hey you mentioned in the dream you mentioned that little boy that you needed to go back for so like he remembers that and she remembers that. So there was a shared dream. And I think I might have written down uh, what they said about this, but I don't know She didn't is. necessarily... Well, it's like she didn't agree that that happened. He just takes her bit about the boy to be a statement of her personality. But that's just what Jotaro thinks. Jotaro might be stupid and thinks Jolene would go back for this little boy when maybe in reality she wouldn't. But he wouldn't. he shouldn't even know about the little boy if it was his dream only, you know? How do how do you know what his dream had or hadn't? Because we watched but a shared dream. He never saw the little boy. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. He wouldn't know anything about that boy. Yeah, but then if he did see it, how come Jolene in her dream has Jotaro being like, "What little boy?" Right, because I think it's a shared dream up to a point. At some point, they they both go deeper into their dreams and and it diverges. There's a bunch of nonsense. I think they say it. They say it um, at some point. I I don't know, but it's it's hard to say. But I have a separate question about the dream thing. Um, unless you think you're going to pull it right now. No, no, go ahead. Just it's weird that indeed there are real things that are in the dream, including uh Emporio the boy, 
a little green dolphin baseball team boy, and that Jongali A's real stand is in there. And Jotaro, I feel like he implies that like this white snake stand was the mastermind this whole time, as though he's like impressed that he included the real Jongali A stand. Yeah. Where to me, it's like, wouldn't it be a better plan if you didn't know about the guy who's going to come to you with a gun? No, Mark, because he set the trap. That's the other thing. That's the other reason why it's it's definitely a shared dream, and he definitely put things in there, um, like the like uh, John Gallier. Like I think he wrote the monologue too. Part of the plan was he needs to like Jotaro needed to know John Gallier's stand and what it could do, so oh, that so Jotaro would would take a stand out to stop time and like prevent the shot from hitting. Okay, that kind of makes sense. And save Jolene. Okay, so then he knows when when he shows up the second time, he knows it's going to be bullets. I'm going to have to stop mm-hmm. time because the bullets are fast. It's like a long-term way of baiting Jotaro into pulling a stand out. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it is weird that he wrote this whole monologue for Jongali. Maybe he heard him say that to him. Maybe Jongali yeah. was like, I can drop a fucking bullet casing on a fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, White Snake's user was like, oh, cool. Maybe Jongali was sleeping too. <laughs> Everyone's sleeping in the He was brought into the dream stuff. to shoot. <laughs> Um, I, this is not important, but it sometimes sounded like they were saying jungly A, as though like there's an A, but it's kind of jungle-ish. I don't know. I also wrote that, yeah, it definitely looks like cum this episode, especially when <laughs> Jotaro and Jolene just have random goo on their face mm-hmm. when they're first talking. I was like, uh-oh, rut-row. <laughs> After the emails were received, there was no other way of looking at it. That's certainly like, true. Like it couldn't yeah. be anything else anymore. Yeah, I want to believe that I would not have thought of this independently, but I think at some point between these two episodes, I would have been like, is this jizz? Like, not for real, yeah. but I'd be like, this looks like it. I don't think so. You guys are gross. I Here's a question. Like, there's something about Mary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's Well, you said, oh, you'd say, oh, is that hair gel? Is what you'd think. If this was, anyway. No, but there's a blooper at the end where she goes, is that cum? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. I have to go back. I have to find that that blooper reel on YouTube. That's very funny. Um, did you guys think it was weird that at one point in this episode, Jolene has Stone Free punch the bars of the window apart when earlier, yes. not only does she try to punch Gwess through the bars at the gunpoint hallway and she can't do it, but then she goes through them with her stringy stand powers. And then she's also like Stone or the narrator is like Stone Free can't break iron bars. Oh, narrator said that? Yeah. I think in the beginning of episode three, I think, it's like talking about Stone Ocean, Stone Free, and its powers. And it's like, it can't break iron bars. And I guess that's still true, but it can bend them. (laughs) Like, Mm. she can punch them so they bend. And quite frankly, short bars in a window should be harder to bend than long bars. Mm. I mean, I guess they do reinforce them. They don't just have them standing there. They do have horizontal reinforcements in a prison door anyway i don't know i just thought it was funny that she could bend them my explanation is that perhaps she's becoming more powerful powerful with like more comfortable with her stand yeah i was thinking that too i would find it more satisfying if we saw her somehow use like leverage to have like tons of the strings and she could like pull them and that would like rip Mm. the bars open and then araki could tell us about some secret not strength kind of thing like, this is the strongest knot that the Navy uses or whatever. And you'd be like, wow, I learned something. And now I don't question this weird ass pull in your comic. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I don't know. I I don't. Oh, by the way, they pulled two. They pulled two CDs out of his head. Yes. So it's like a yes. it's like a it's a dual disc situation. Yeah. Well, one had his stand on it, and one had his face on it, which I think is like his soul. It leaves the door open. Yeah, it leaves the door open for somehow reviving. If you put the C, if you put the Jotaro CD back in Jotaro, it'll wake him up. What if you swap CDs? Like, what if I? What if you take Jotaro's CDs and Jolene's CD? You take her CDs oh. out and you swap them. I thought you meant if you swap the stand with the face. No, I was I mean, like, like, you just two get an different error. people, but you give them each other's CDs. What happens? Maybe it'll be like a Silver Chariot Requiem situation. It'll be like Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, yeah, or uh, fucking uh, I don't know. I don't know. Big. Uh, yeah, big. Big is another one. Your no, name. Your big, name. He does not swap places. He just gets older. He's the same. I'm thinking person. of your name. Mm. Right. And some other anime that we've talked about that I get. Whatever. I feel like I just um, saw a movie like this. Right. Didn't we it's just like see the anime? Princess Switch starring Vanessa Hudgens? Is that it? <laughs> Did you guys uh, think it was interesting that Jolene was framed? Or tricked really into murdering somebody because the guy they hit in the beginning was unconscious and they threw him into a body of water. And in this episode, Jotaro is like maybe unconscious, maybe out of it, missing an important disc. And she looks over and he's just underwater, like his face is in the water and she freaks out. No. Does she not realize that unconscious people can't swim? <laughs> She's always doing this. I no. thought that was funny too because it was like, whoops. <laughs> dropped you. Yeah, I dropped don't. you in the water, my bee. I yeah, think she, should, she should have been more careful with her dad. Certain, certainly, I don't think it, it would be so weird for a Joe Star, especially an iconic Joe Star. Like, I mean, they're all iconic, I guess. But to have Joe Taro die because his daughter did an oopsie and left him in the water when he was like unstanded. Yeah. I'm gonna go the a water bit that in- he had studied for so long, his precious oh, water. Yeah, that is true. Ooh. It is irony. What if she looked down and there's a starfish <laughs> yeah. smothering his face? <laughs> a starfish gives him a hug. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit in order for this because I feel like all right, broad there's a lot. Though. There's a lot to cover. Okay. Uh, so in the beginning, it's like kind of like uh, there's a dream. And we don't know it's a dream. And basically for the whole episode, I thought everything was a dream. I was like, are we still in a dream? <laughs> Is this a dream? Is this a dream? Is him dying a dream? Like what? <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's probably going to be like that probably like the, for a lot of the show until this guy dies if they kill him. It's funny that, that at some point Jotaro was like, this is definitely reality. I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. That's something a sleeping person would say. Yeah. You don't know. Um, yeah, but then he figures out it's not a dream because, uh, Jolene says, use your stand, star platinum. And he's like, how do you know my stand? Which is what I said. Actually, what I wrote down in my notes, how does she know his stand name? And he's yeah. like, how did you know my stand name? I'm like, haha. And I also said that last episode, like she shouldn't know his stand name. So yes, that's yes, why, yes. That's why it's not her dream. This is the tricky thing in detective things when it's like, I didn't have the gun. And you're like, how do you know he was shot? And you're like, yeah. oh no, I definitely did it. No need for the trial. Uh. <laughs> Um, so they can't, they can't move in the room. And so, uh, she woke him up with her, her threads, but like he, he tells her to bring out her stand and she, uh, brings it out and then he punches it and then she goes flying. 
Uh, oh, and yeah, you, Jackie, you asked about how the wires were exposed. I looked at the comic. Oh, yeah. It seemed like Jotaro punched Jolene into the panel where the lock would be. Okay, because I was wor- wondering about that. I was like, how did that happen? But, yeah. Okay. He just punched his daughter in the face. <laughs> yeah. Without telling her, without We've had warning a lot her of what was going to happen. On this show, but come on. He didn't warn her. He could have warned her. Yeah. Also, speaking of warning, uh, what's the boy's name? Impario? Emporio. Emporio. He could have uh, told her, like, hey, you're going to go into a dream now. Just wait. You know what I mean? Like, he could have told her it's a dream situation. So Isn't that she Emporio a Pokemon? Empoleon. Like I don't know. It's Emporio is named after Emporio Armani. Okay. Obviously, Ar- Armani, a big name in the fashion world. That's a real person's name. Yeah. Do you guys want to know? I don't think they go into it. I don't know if they'll ever explain it, but Emporio's last name is Al Nino. Okay. Emporio Al Nino. Okay. Which maybe he just chose Al Nino because it's another A starting name. Mm-hmm. But in Spanish, this means like... Em- em- like you're talking about the Jojo character is Al Nino. Yeah. Okay. So is it... His name is Emporio to the boy. <laughs> yeah. Emporio is not a Spanish word, right? Not that I know of. Yeah. So it's almost Emporio. El Nino, which is a weather phenomenon. Almost. Not um, quite. Um, so Jotaro karate chops her handcuffs to get them off. <laughs> which is a stupid thing to do by having her hold her hands there because it would first knock her hands to the ground. He should have, but anyway, never mind. And she's like talking and she's like, I have this bone. He's like, and Jotaro immediately is like, that is a woman's pelvis bone and it looks like it's been melted a little bit. He, he just knows all about yeah. bones. In the comic, he already told her that. And what he oh. says this time is, is that a leftover from breakfast? Oh. Because I think maybe he tells her that in the dream in the original comic. It's weird. Um... He tells her that he's breaking her out. Um, and, and also later he like has a whole plan. Like he has a map of the prison. So he really was planning on breaking her out. He has a map of the prison and he, there's a submarine that's coming for them. Yeah. In the comic, he also states that he does say because of my connections to the Speedwagon Foundation. But he says explicitly, I parked a submarine on the ah. seabed floor. So he didn't like drive up to this prison. He took a fucking submarine. <laughs> And then, I don't know, just stopped time a bunch of times as he walked back to the legal entry? I have yeah. no idea. Interesting. So he really was going to break her out. Like, they're not like, we're going to go through the legal system to try to no, appeal or that. whatever. <laughs> I guess, I mean, they couldn't no appeal, way. but yeah. Just like, okay, we're, I'm going to break her out of prison and she'll just be a fugitive. And it's fine. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, then the tripping scene happens. Like, like they're running away. The, the scene where she kind of trips over herself and he holds out his hand and she's like yeah like, no, it's i think okay it's, i think it's that she does hear this like strange noise and then she turns around sees that it's the fan and then because she just like whips around she doesn't realize she's at a stair this part looked like it could have been a dream like this part when they're it's really weird yeah um and yeah and he's just like oh you dropped the thing he, he you kind of see like when she trips Jotaro kind of steals the pendant from her. Like you kind of see he yeah. does kind of like a sleight of hand and he steals the pendant from her just to be like, oh, you got to be careful with this pendant. <laughs> like, it's it, Well, it's like he's trying to protect the pendant. Yeah. Which is stupid. Yeah. It's just dumb. Like he should have tried to save his daughter who would hopefully then keep holding on to the pendant. You know, you wouldn't assume mm-hmm. she's going to drop it. And she already has thrown it into the sewer drain. I've I've said this. Yeah. Um. She goes on a rant about how he's a bad dad 
and, is fair. And one of the things that she says was, you know, when I was a kid dying of a high fever, you wouldn't show up and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, high fever? Like, didn't isn't that? But I was like, the timeline wouldn't match up because... That's, Did she say high fever in this episode? She said that. I she thought said, she just said she like when I was a she when I was a kid okay. dying of a high fever. But that was Josuke. All, all that happened to Josuke when he was a little baby. Yeah, you know, and that's when he got a stand power. I think. I think the time does line up though because she's nineteen here. Yeah, but Jotaro wouldn't have been. Maybe he would have been. No, I guess no. Because Jos- Jotaro- Josuke should be like close in age, but not exactly the same. And Jotaro would have <laughs> been. Fighting the world, fighting Dio around that time, right? Mm, let's see if she's nineteen in two thousand. Yeah, because that's kind of like that's where we heard about this oh, yeah. happening in the first place. No, this takes place in two thousand eleven. What am that's I talking when, about? When Holly got, oh, you're right. It takes place. It in takes place in two thousand eleven. So she's not similar in age to Josuke. So I don't know why she would have a fever. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. babies get sick. That's true. Yeah, maybe it's just that she gets sick. and it it's has not nothing to do fever. with stands. Most of the time, it has nothing to do with stands. Most of the time, yeah, Most we can assume so. Yeah, so then there's two guards, and one of them like shoots the other one, and it turns out that the guard is John Gallier and Jiggly A, and scary. And so then he goes to shoot, and that's when you hear this Jotaro monologue where he's like, oh, "We we talked about all this already." Um, and he's like, "This isn't this. This is also where he's like, this is not a dream." He's like, this is definitely not a dream. Time stop. He's like, and there's two enemies. He's like spelling it all out for us. Um, he's like, they showed us the real stand. Everything was a setup. The target was me. And then the melty disc guy is like, I've been waiting for this moment. And he pulls out the CDs. And now he couldn't dodge them. So he pulls out the CDs. He, he doesn't have the programming to dodge bullets anymore. So he gets hit by the bullets. And Jotaro is... So bleeding. It's it, at some a point bullet wound. It's the, the one of them. I don't know if it's dub sub or manga because I did it all at the same time. Almost is is like it's implied that the wounds are nowhere near his vital organs. I I think in the dub Jolene says those bullets were ricochets because she does punch a bunch of the bullets. No, John Gallier is like is a good shot. He would he shot him. But Jolene tries to punch a bunch of the bullets okay, and then fine. they 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 do go into him anyway, which makes me think she's not good at punching stuff but her strings do a good job later mm. anyway it's confusing well he's he he tries to take a he tries to stop in front of her like to take the bullet to yeah take at, the at any point does he take bullets in the back because he's shown later with holes in the back and if those are i think it goes all the way through that's the thing if those are exit wounds those are serious wounds yeah. there's no oh it's not near your vital organs like it's kind of close and they went yeah. all the way through your body yeah uh, i don't know you're not a doctor jolene you can't just say it didn't hit the heart or liver I also wrote down that White Stakes power should have really been called Goo Goo Dolls because of all the goo. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Or Google We already dolls. have a Goo Goo Doll. I know. They should have swapped it. She could have been White Snake. Yeah, but, but the snake in the stomach dissolving. Okay. And you know, when animals get eaten by snakes, they dream of stuff that isn't happening. Okay. <laughs> and so, Miles, were you going to say something? No, I'm just reacting to Mark sneezing. Okay. Do you guys think that when Jotaro says we're going to get you out of here, that's a reference to Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy? No. No. Do you guys think it's oh, a maybe, reference actually. to Rosemary's Baby when Jotaro says this is no dream, this is really happening? Definitely not. No. All right. But the Jailbreak thing is, yeah, for sure. Nice. I've gone 180 on it. 
I also think it's a reference to the boys are back in town when Joe Toto shows up. Except it's one boy is back in town. It's a really solid album. I need to listen to it. I've only I only know the boys are back in town and it's good. I think I've heard Jailbreak, but Jailbreak I, I can't recall it. I can't sing it for you. The whole album is it. like those two songs. They're good. Yeah. So then Jolene breaks the window and she's like, come on, dad, let's go. And he's like, nah, you go on without me, kid. And she's like, no, dad, we're, we gotta go. And uh, he also, he tells her, uh, remember this, there can only be one stand per, for per, per person. He tells her, he's like, take the pendant. Don't lose it again with the pendant. He's told her he, like three times already. He tells her pendant. that so she knows that it's not just... John Golly A. He he tells her there's a transmitter in the pendant, and that's and when you get near the shore, then the submarine is going to come out. Yes, but I'm saying he says one stand per person, not because of the pendant stuff, because yeah. he's saying there's multiple people out here trying to kill you. Yeah. So get the fuck out. Yeah. But there's uh, not one stand per person. Well, yeah. If he's yeah. Stands. Or maybe, maybe he has a CD player that can only have one in at a time. I don't know. And that's well, that true is of usually that is usually how it works, right? You can CD o- players. Yeah, you can only have one CD in at a time. I, some people's car stereos, fancy cars, would have like five discs mm-hmm. in the in the mm-hmm. trunk. Oh, My that's parents true. had a stereo that could fit like ten CDs in there. What? Where in the house or in the car? In the house. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> okay, I've seen that. I've seen that. It didn't play that's them so all cool. at once. You can just you just press like a number and it would swap it. Miles, you think that I wouldn't think it's awesome if it didn't play them all at once? What do you think I want to do? I know what kind of music you listen to. <laughs> I listen to avant-garde noise music that just sounds like 10 albums playing at the same time. Not the Beatles. <laughs> and Joe Taro, like, seems like he's going to die. And he says in... Uh, like they mute it and they show it later. In, in Japanese, he says, I always cared about you. At least that's what the subtitle says. And then in English, it says, you were always incredibly important to me. In the manga, he Bullshit. says, Daddy loves you. No, Come he doesn't. on. He doesn't. He doesn't say that. Okay, fine. Um, I don't like, I feel like, I just don't, I don't, I don't this believe that he, it's a cop out. I don't believe that he really, I, I don't believe that he really cared about her. I like, I don't does. believe it, you know, because it's not really like. Why I want an explanation. I want an explanation for why he wasn't around. You know, because mm-hmm. she brings up some valid points all like multiple times to him. Like you weren't around for this. You weren't around for that. Well, that's you were th- over here doing this and that. Like what the fuck? Well, because really, what it is is that he did. He did part three, Stardust Crusaders, and then he did parts four and five. You know what I mean? Like we've seen what he's been up to. We just didn't really see him like, you know, get married and lay some pipe, but. Listen. When did when did he get married after after part three? Well, if she's nineteen and we assume that she was a child had after they were married, then she was born in nineteen eighty two. What? What? No, no, no. She was no, born. This in takes place in twenty eleven. Ninety something. Right. She was born in the so early nineties. That like, so there's like a there's a gap, right? Because I think parts one, two, and well, no, not one and two. Part three is like contemporary, I think. It's like 1990. And then part four, we jump ahead to 1999. So it's like maybe there's some years where he's there when she's a little girl. And then, you know. And then he jumps to part four. And he gets married. He settles down. And then part four is 99, where she would be, what, we said 1992? Like eight so or she something. Would, she'd be like seven. Okay. 
And then there's part four and five. And now he's not there the entire time in five. Maybe he could have swung around, but maybe he was building underwater submarines that know where you are. He's busy. We've seen him be busy he a bit with part four. He just is never around and never sees her. No matter how busy you are, you make time for your kids. There's he no excuse. He should have made some calls. There's no excuse. He should have been like the dad in Earthbound. Yeah, he could exactly. He could have called just like the dad in Earthbound who tells you to make sure to get some he keeps, rest. He keeps trying to tell you to stop playing the game. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to qu- quit? I'm like, no. And he's like, all right. I don't think it's good to work too hard. I'm not. <laughs> I'm playing a game, dumbass. Part mm-hmm. four, he is busy investigating murder, but he spends a lot of time idling away in a hotel yes and he could have called he could have wrote a letter and wait does he not show up at all in part five is it just koichi i think he's just like on the phone for a second in part yeah. five yeah you're right yeah Koichi's so just reporting to him and then and then he stops we never know what we never hear from him so he doesn't get any reports back about what happened i think yeah he just sends koichi to just make sure like hey see if this guy is like a good guy or not like because yeah. he's Dio's right. son. Yeah, so I guess he probably could have been coming back to Jolene and they, he could have said like, I'm scared of facing family and having emotions. So I just kept working on fish. But like, like I don't know, for him to be at the end like on his fucking, like I'm dying so the last thing I'm going to say is I always cared about you. Like, fuck you. But he, Come on. But he does. That's why he's there to get her out. He's not getting her out because he needs her stand He's power. only there because he's excited about fucking stand business. Like, that's not what he really cares no, about. He were, wants to go that, on an adventure. If, if that were true, then he would have her, like Koichi, go investigate Whitesnake and try to find the user and stuff. He really is like, you have to get out of here. I've set it all up. I'm going to break you out. I have a submarine. He 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 does want to save her. Yeah. He's just not apologizing for not having any like shows of affection or So he's an anything. asshole, but he sh- he but he I guess he cares and he shows it in a weird There's way. There's plenty of shitty parents out there who yeah. care about their children, but they just I- don't really show up. Yeah. Most of the time. You got to show up. Cuz you can feel things without doing the right thing, you know? True. I wa- I just want to know why. You know, and she's just going to she's going to have this daddy issue thing. For, and I feel bad for her and I feel for her. But they so like, all have on. daddy issues. Yeah, and he's all just another at what they do. He's just another bad Jojo dad. Maybe that's what he was doing. He was like, I wanted to be there for you, but I knew that like us, you have to have a problem with your dad. So I just partied and looked <laughs> at fish. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, like the other bad dads don't like you don't see them be like, well, I always cared about you. I, you were always important to me. Like. I don't know. Joseph just like is like, yeah, I have some money for this Josuke kid <laughs> or whatever. And that's it. Yeah. we And we do see him being affectionate with his daughter and protective of his daughter of Holly. Yeah. 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 But no, no, no. But I mean like the kid that he abandoned, which is Josuke. And well, he's where, also like, like an old ass is. forgetful man by the time he gets to, to Morio. And they do oh, bond a little bit, I think. Yeah. During but the baby. Actually, part. I think I think Josuke might not have known that he had. a. I think that he might not have known he had a kid. Maybe. Joseph, he didn't know Joseph, for a long Joseph, time. Yeah, Joseph yeah, yeah. Didn't know. I think he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's maybe okay. That's acceptable. But then he couldn't. He wouldn't be able to say like, "Oh, I always cared about you," because, you know. Yeah, he wouldn't have to. Bullshit. Um, I think it's bullshit. I love. I think he cared about her when it's convenient. That's what I think. What I love is when there's the animation of Jotaro flying towards the screen with his coat billowing when he's going to knock Jolene out of the way. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that part? No. Remember that? Where he's like, Jolene, get out of the way. And he's like charging at us like a football mm-hmm. player who's graceful. Aww. It was good. I think uh, I think John Gali looks stupid in this episode. He looks like a dumbass. 
because <laughs> uh, he's he gets spun around a bunch. He does. And then well, he doesn't know there's strings in his barrel. He's blind. He he got too close to everyone for someone who's blind and has like sniper. He should have been powers. around the corner. He should have been far. He has sniper powers. Not he even that sh- far. He should have just been around the corner. Yeah. They can't see his ass and he can tell. He should have been far away enough where they can't like mess with him. And then he's like, oh, where's my gun? And he just gets murdered by it. Yeah. He just looked, he looked like he, it is scary because he is firing a gun, but like a lot of people can fire guns. Yeah. He doesn't use the long rangeness here. I agree. Um, did you have more stuff to go through in order? Yes. What else you got? We got a. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she. So um, Jotaro is like dying, and uh, she's like, "Come on, let's go!" And she breaks a window and stuff. And he's like, "Uh, no. Uh, I'll catch up soon." And. Oh yeah. Then Jalen Gallier shoots again, and she clogs up his gun with. Uh, with her threads, she she ends up leaving. She beats uh, she beats the shit out of John Gallier, but he doesn't die. Yeah, she gets out there and drags Jotaro. Oh, also, everybody, all the 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 bad guys are like, oh wow, we should have gotten. I think it was John Gallier who was yeah. saying this. We should have gotten Jolene first because she is a fucking problem. She's got a powerful ass stand, and she I think she punches John Gallier. Yeah, it's while he's being punched he thinks this. He's like, ouchie, because <laughs> she auras him. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's when Jotaro starts talking about the kid again. I'm like, yeah, it was a shared dream. Um, and then he says something. He he's, he says something, but he only mouths it, and you can't really hear it. And then he looks like he's dead. He's just like dead. And he's because he's like out. And then she starts dragging him out. She's like to take him with her to take him with her to the submarine. And uh, she thinks to herself, which I think is not a bad idea. She's like Speedwagon Foundation. They have really good technology. They might be able to like, um, you know, help revive him, you know, um, which I thought was a good idea that she never tried. And I don't know why, but I, I guess it's because she realizes that you need he needs all his discs in order to boot up. Yeah, or maybe, (laughs) yeah, if he goes too long without the disc, they may have just, she might have given it to Speedwagon and then they're like, uh, he's rotting or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, um, I think it's something I forgot. Fuck. Uh, it's invented the whole thing where he doesn't say anything and then later we, we do hear the dialogue. That's Mm. the anime came up with that. Mm. In the manga, I think he just says like, you are a Joe star or something like that. Oh, that's what he says. Something like that, right? Aww. I don't know if we hear it well, later. He says uh, you are a Joe star about her wanting to go back and rescue the Joe star blood. The boy. Uh, yeah. mm. Which I guess um, is a thing. An emailer asked like, is this what uh, Emporio meant by a fate worse than death? And in the manga, I think Jolene is like, this is a fate worse than death. Yeah. Like, I think she does realize like, oh shit. It's kind of like a coma, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, okay, this is this is what I what I what I forgot uh is I know we haven't gotten into the mechanics of the discs and white snake and stuff, but it is weird to me that he that he goes into a coma like state. Yeah. But it like happens slowly cuz he gets the discs removed and then he's like, "Uh, Jolene, go to the beach." Yeah. <laughs> and then he just passes out. It's like, "Wait, you lost the disc." It didn't come out of right, you slowly. Right, but they needed it. They wanted him to get shot. Like that needed to be part of it, you know. So then if the bullets aren't fatal though if they're not super so it's like once you pass out you don't wake up or something i don't know if you were healthy running around someone took the discs out you would just keep running around 
Like a chicken with your head cut off? You would just be kind of weird. <laughs> He's already kind of weird. He never calls. He doesn't come home. So yeah, she's on the beach and he's he's like super dead now and she like tries to like do I think it's CPR where she like pumps his chest to try to to get his heart beating. Um very yeah. low on the Joe Star list of like health treatment, you know, like sorry, but but Star Platinum did like surgery and stuff and yeah. Josuke could like put a plastic chopped up plastic glove in you and then pull it out. Yeah. You know, and she's just like CPR. Like she could this put her strings low in the holes. Stuff. She should put her strings in and do little surgery with her little oh, sharp stringy little, things. Little start like sew it up. Yeah, Aww. or just like take out the bullets. Although that doesn't actually help people who are shot. Yeah. Apparently, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, she goes back to the prison, and I don't know where Joe Joe Taro is. He's just like I don't know either. I was just thinking they that just, she just leaves him on the beach. I guess. Yeah. Is he in the submarine? <laughs> is he just chilling, falling underwater again? <laughs> Uh, when I the tide comes up, him in the sub. Who knows? I hope I hope she at least put him in the submarine. Um, Shout out to the Speedwagon Foundation, though. Still, uh, yeah, still using that oil money or whatever they oh, got yeah. rich from. It would be nice if they oil. showed us like a descendant of Speedwagon. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like we think he was secretly a gay bachelor who oh, never okay. married. And okay, yeah, that's that makes I sense. No, 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 and that makes sense. Um. So, yeah, so she just goes back to the prison <laughs> and uh, she has a conversation with Emporio. One of, well, one of the guards is like she has her hands up and the guards like ready to kill her. And the other there's like one decent guard in this entire jail who's like, no, man, she has her hands up. You can't shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so in the in the manga, it's a little bit different. And in, in I can't tell which one I like better in the manga. He points a shotgun at her. And it flies out of his hands and he's like, what happened? And you see that there's strings on it. So she uh, just disarmed him. And then he pulls out a sidearm, a handgun, and is going to fire. Probably because he's like, whoa, what happened just now? That was weird. And then another guard is like, her hands are up. Don't shoot. Okay. And it's like, then you get that really cool big panel shot of like 20 guards aiming their guns at her. Mm. I like that shot a lot. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be cool if they kept in her disarming a guard is kind of funny. Um, and, and yeah, then she talks to Emporio yeah. about, uh, you know, he's like, why didn't you leave? What are you he's like? You could have escaped. Here? And she's like, the murderer is still here with his stand or not murderer, but whatever. Like the guy who took the CD, he's here with the stand and, uh, <laughs> the music pirate is still here. Yeah. The software pirate. And the boy tells her about how his mom was an inmate at the prison and she had a stand and he stole it. And she died, and that's her pelvic bone. And so he was born in the prison, and then I guess as a little baby, I don't... He's I don't, just somehow s uh, evaded capture and being noticed. And learned how to speak. <laughs> and like Maybe he was raised by other... Easy. And like figured, found food And learned the rules of baseball. Yeah, and because he, he doesn't need to part. wear that hat, right? If he needs clothes and someone had a baseball uniform, whatever. But why does he wear the hat? I guess for exercise, he needs to carry around the ball and the mitt, and he plays when no one's looking. He's just looking for a father figure mm. to play Wasn't, baseball. Uh, Dopio born in a prison too. Yes, yes, he was born from from an, a, an incarcerated woman. But yeah. he didn't. But he didn't like grow up inside the prison walls like this boy did. Right, right. She buried him in the floorboards or something. Oh my god! I think. 
Uh, I vaguely remember it. So do you guys think that Emporio can notice Jolene's stand? Because he recaps what happened. And he just I think starts that, talking to himself when the string is right there for him to talk to. Yeah, like, does he not I see think he, that? he might know. And I think he talks about, like, Star Platinum or something. He talks about Jotaro, I think, and stand stuff. So either Jolene just recapped it to him, or he noticed it and has a stand. Oh, I assumed this kid has a stand, and that's why he seemed like he knows things. And he's able to get into trash cans. Yeah, I don't know. Um... And then there's like the last scene of this is where we see White Snake kill Jongali after being like, you know, you were very helpful to me, but you know my ability, so I had to had to get rid of you. Jongali's like, hey, can you please help me get back to the men's prison? Also, have you seen my gum? And he's like, gun. Sorry, not gum. <laughs> have you seen my gun? And White Snake is like, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> There is something that they cut out of the anime that is that I really think they should have left in, which is where White Snake says to himself, uh, "Isn't this how the man who killed Kennedy uh, died?" <laughs> He's like, "What was his name? Lee Harvey Oswald." I'm not kidding. I just read that like an hour <laughs> so ago. Weird. Isn't isn't what how he died? That that Lee Harvey Oswald assassinates someone important, uh-huh. and then while he's like you know, fine, or or after he's been apprehended, he's killed by someone else, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that in this comic, John Gali is like, he kills him and he's like, now everyone will think that you killed the guard here. Right, right. He's like, you can be my scapegoat. Which is what the conspiracy theory is about Lee Harvey Oswald. So yeah. Araki is revealing that he uh, does not believe Lee Harvey Oswald really killed JFK. Yes. I think. You think that, so he's the scapegoat and that's why he was shot? I think he's calling John Gali <clears throat> a patsy because Lee Harvey Oswald was a patsy in his eyes. And I think it's totally possible that there's other things that happened that fateful November in 1973. So does White Snake have a... 63. Con- does White Snake have a connection to Dio? Was it 73 or 63? I feel stupid. 68? 68. It was in the 60s. Uh, I, I believe White Snake has to be. We don't know anything about him. I guess he must also. Be I know a Dio something about fan. him. You, right? he, you think he must be a Dio fan? Yeah. Okay. I know a lot about him. I want to know what he. But wants. I can't tell you. I want. I want to know what he's going to do with the CD collection. He's going to put them in his ten disc changer. Oh, I also wrote down that he's kind of hot. So the stand is kind of hot. I think that's the hot stand. I think it's hot. The stand. This goopy is... thing. He's not goopy. He's the a stand goopy itself guy. is not goopy. The stand itself is not goopy. It just has a goop stand. He's got a stupid crown. No, he's hot. I like the crown. <sighs> it, I don't yeah, know. It, this stand is, it did give me like BDSM vibes. Yes, yeah, so oh, he has yeah. like a choker. Yeah, the thing around his neck and it has little like gold or shiny like dots around it. And then, yeah, like the harness just runs straight down his body. It doesn't cover most of it. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's interesting. I'm looking at a picture. Um, I think it should have been a, a USB drive, a thumb drive, or it should have been like an email attachment instead of a CD. Oh, I thought you meant the stand is just walking around a giant six foot USB drive, or like a, <laughs> or like a Dropbox link. Ugh, that's awful. I don't want a stand that is like the cloud. I don't want to think about that. Maybe that's what the cloud I is do. to us in real life. That's it's what a, I want. It's someone's stand. It's Bill Gates' stand. <laughs> he just the, the fucking stand user just goes up to you and like 
that and just like pushes a button on your neck and is like, all right, I've uploaded. And then, and then the it cloud. bothers you forever being like, I'm almost full. You're running out of room. Mm-hmm. Clear out some stuff. And you're like, but you told me to use you and put all the stuff here. Anyway. Remember defragmenting? Um, that should be a stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my stand doesn't work so good anymore because it's all jumbled up. Someone needs to sort me out. It's just an assist stand. Uh, the last thing I have to say about this episode is that if you look at the credits, uh, it lists all the jo- the Japanese voice actors, but for Whitesnake, the voice actor is credited with three question marks. Oh. So yes, Chad did tell us who it was, but I thought it was cool that they just put question marks mm. at the end of this episode. That I guess voice later actor they is furious it. that he's not being credited Aww. for his work. Uh, I had the feeling they told him. They told us. The only other thing I have to say is that I love the way they draw clouds in these. <laughs> I did not look at them. You see them a little bit through. I, you don't see them a lot because it's in prison the whole time, but you get a glimpse of them when they're on the beach. And, and I always like the way they draw clouds. Okay, that's good to good to know. I think I can picture some of them from early parts. Like when you look up in the sky and you see the part three dead people like Iggy and Abdul, and they're in the clouds. I can picture those clouds, and they are nice. You're right. Thank you. All right, I think that's it, right, Jackie? Or do you have anything else? That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Next week, of course, we will be talking about episode six. Uh, I did read the Jolene spinoff manga. I thought it was fine. It was extremely horny. Mm. Uh, I have yet to read the whole horse, Josuke, but I'll get there. And if anyone has seen the latest Rohan TV drama episodes, uh, write in and let us know how they were, what you thought of them, because we'll get to them once we're done covering Stone Ocean Eps. Uh, and you can contact us by writing to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can also talk to us on Twitter. We are at JJBpod. Please give us high marks on Spotify, because that now you can rate it on the app. And, and not iTunes. just that's not say hi to Mark. It's rate us highly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can do a high mark if you want, which is to to talk to me directly. Uh, but please, when I say give us high marks, I mean five stars on the Spotify app and iTunes. Um, other than that, have a great week and don't lose your CDs. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Say bye, not thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Hey.